snooker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the West Central Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Wiley. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Eh, I'm all right. It was, it was an all right week. How, you, you, this, uh, this was your birthday week. How was your birthday? Eh, it was all right. It was not nothing. It wasn't anything crazy special. Really? As a matter of fact, it was somewhat annoying. Is it because you didn't get the uh, Barbie Malibu beach house you wanted? Yeah, that's part of it. I, yeah. I did not get the Barbie Malibu. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, you know, you couldn't get it from Amazon, so uh, I, I tried. Mm. I tried. Well, I appreciate you know. that. But uh, I took damn, the, damn I, Rona. I, I gave you the Ken doll and took the clothes off like you like. So, you know. <laughs> no, you know what? One of the things is, so I waited until Wednesday. I needed new tires from for the for the uh, for the smart car, right? Right. So I waited until Wednesday because I was going to take or Thursday because I was going to take Thursday off. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to. So it didn't interfere with my drive time. Right. And I called ahead of time like you're supposed to do. And I asked the tire kingdom to have my, uh, you know, have the you know tires ready for that. I set up an appointment with them. I get there. I come down to see you. Right. Right. Truck it all the way back. Make it back. I, I went from Pinellas. To Hernando, right? Made it there by two o'clock. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, fifteen minutes early. Right. Go in there. No record of my appointment. Really? They had the tires. No record of the appointment. So I had to wait till Friday to get the tires put on. Wow. So I was not happy about that. I, I can see why that just totally uh, ruined your entire week and put you in a, a horrible tailspin. That wasn't the only reason, but yeah. let me. Oh, before we go any further, though, let me just say. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the show and for the Patreon members that are listening to the show. I really do appreciate it. And thank you. We are now officially uh, 57 episodes in. And I just wanted to say thank you. Um, if you would like to become a Patreon, go to unattended baggage, patreon.com slash unattended baggage. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we will have the uh, Podbean one set up. There's a little bit more has to be done with that, but we are getting ready to set that one up, too. Since Alex tends to speak a lot like Joe Biden, let me explain what he's talking about. Um, if uh, if you're if you're listening to this uh, hour, number one, we do a two hour show every week. Hour number one is free. But the second hour you do have to pay for it. you have to become a subscriber and pay at least two two bucks a month, at least two for the very basic level. Then you get the second hour of content free. And if you you pay us a little more, anywhere between five and ten bucks a month, uh, you get a whole bunch of additional swag and, and features and benefits and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but that's on Patreon dot com slash unattended baggage. So Alex is thanking you for a for being a listener, even though I think you're a bunch of freeloading assholes if you're just a listener and not a subscriber. Uh, but he's really thanking you for being a subscriber. There you go. So, yeah. Is, is that better? A little, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, more more clear, more uh, yeah. you know, straightforward response? All right. So let's so let's talk about... Hold on. Did you have something you want oh, to... Oh, hang on a second. Hang on a second. My producer is uh, saying something in my earpiece. Uh, just a second. Uh-huh. I've got some breaking news. Uh-huh. Uh, coronavirus is still no big deal. breaking news hold on but the government reaction to it is a big deal yeah yeah <laughs> doesn't seem to get much better either all right what should have been the biggest story of the week is the one that we will start first okay because what should have been the biggest story of the week was that spacex launched and land its prototype of its mars rocket in a short flight test yep and did something that is unprecedented is world changing you think so? I mean, I think it, it, it to me, it just seems like the next step. I mean, because they've already pretty much mastered uh, the ability to launch and land booster rockets. Uh, so launching and landing a, a, you know, a single crew capsule vehicle, essentially, um, just seems like the next. I mean, it's don't get me wrong. Look, it's it's amazingly awesome. I love SpaceX. 
Um, I would have Elon Musk's babies if he asked me to. But, <laughs> you know, um, I don't know that it's it's that revolutionary. Um, I hope they win the contract, you know, because right now they're in the process of trying to determine who gets the contract for the Lunar Lander, yeah. which is supposed to happen like 2023, 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, there's there's three teams bidding for it. And th- the SpaceX one is by far and away the coolest one. I mean, you've got um, the the Lockheed project, which is a conglomerate of traditional aerospace companies. And honestly, that just looks like something out of the Apollo mission from, you know, the 1960s. Yeah, like they just haven't gotten any better. Yeah, it just really, that's all you can come up with. Uh, Then you've got another one, which is kind of cool from uh, a a group led by Sierra Nevada, which is uh, like a single phase lander. But then you have uh, the SpaceX one. And this is just pure buck fucking Rogers, man. Um, (laughs) It launches from Earth on a you know a a booster rocket it gets all the way there it lands like a rocket you know coming down like old school 1950s sci-fi which is just awesome and then the same unit just takes off you know and and the the crew gets out of it on like an elevator out the side it, it just doesn't get any better than that yeah you know do you think that 50 years from now that people are going to look back at elon musk in like oh, a, clearly in a, in a like a, in a I don't want to say in a godlike way but he's going to be viewed in history as like the founding father of Mars or something like that yes uh, he will be um, the 21st century's Thomas Edison yeah. essentially he will be on that level you know oh radio professional didn't turn off his phone oh, somebody did not turn off their phone yeah well my, it was my apologies it was me last week so i really can't bitch too much but yeah there's there's no doubt about it that that he will be going down in history as one of the greats yeah you know so but but, but it's funny right now though that he's not that he's not like we love him right right you know, we like him but he's not viewed the same way around the entire around the world right now he's not viewed this way but history will look back at him in a much more appreciative tone than what he's being viewed at right now yeah i think so i think so um you know and i think he understands that that role in history i think the fact that he named his car company tesla out of uh you know respect to someone who probably should be one of those figures that is you know um look back through history as, as one of the, the great minds of all times and one of the great inventors and developers of all time. Yeah. But, you know, essentially Edison won the PR battle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think the fact that he named his car company that kind of shows you that, uh, you know, he understands his place in history. Well, and if you ever get a chance, again, I don't know. I know you don't listen to podcasts other than our own and you barely listen to that anyway. Right. I would suggest that you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast with Elon Musk. You know, you've said that before, and I I probably should just listen to Joe Rogan in general because I I hear so many good things about it. But yeah, I I probably should. Like, he really does have a phenomenal podcast. He has some really cool guests on that he will get. I mean, you you can get a three-hour interview with him on in-depth stuff, like with, with just... Like with differing different people, though, right? You know, like people that maybe you wouldn't normally listen to, but you listen to, and you're just like, "Wow, that's a, that's amazing." But then you also get like Rob Lowe. Well, you know, I I just like to to comment on uh, what great business sense it is to encourage everyone uh, listening to our podcast to listen to a different podcast. Listen, there's, <laughs> look, Joe Rogan is the number one podcast. I don't think that us is saying pimping him out is doing him any favor. Well, what are we? We're number three. E four maybe, maybe put some some zeros behind that oh, maybe really? and maybe we'll be there. I have no idea how well we're no, doing. No, we're not not doing <laughs> we're not doing bad, but we're not we're not Joe Rogan. So are we just talking to ourselves here? No, there's people to listen. <laughs> are there? Okay. Yeah, well that's good to know. Listen. At least we're doing it for something. So hold on, but but I wanted to say this though. So this why is this part imp- why was this part so important with SpaceX was is that you you have to be able to take whatever ship you're going over to a planet with and be able to land that ship in order to take off again and then come home. Well, yeah, that is true. But historically, we've done it. And the mindset has always been you leave a whole bunch of shit behind, you know, and, and Musk's idea is you don't. 
You know, you don't need to have all that waste. You can reuse everything. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and he's basically invented a rocket system which uh, can get us to the moon and to Mars, well, to the moon at least, for um, it, it's some insane price. It's like $2,000 per kilogram. Yeah. You know, whereas back in the old days of, of NASA, it was like hundreds of thousands of dollars or even a million dollars per kilogram of, of cargo material. Yeah. So, you know, it, it costs millions of dollars to get a single man into space. Now we're talking about it costing tens, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars to get a single person into space yeah. uh, onto another planet, actually. Um, so just the way he has revolutionized everything is is simply amazing. And he's done it. Ironically, he's done it in a process which is much more like the Soviets. You what know, do you mean? well, the, the way NASA engineers things, and it's it, I'm not saying one is bad or good, but the way NASA engineers things is they they develop, test, develop, test, develop, test, and they they keep doing all these things before they actually come to a real functional prototype. Yeah. Okay. And what ends up happening is when they do that, and, and they're dealing with so many different companies, so there's they're subbing every little component out to a different company. So if one company has a delay on this one critical part, it sets the whole thing back. There's cost overruns on everybody. Um, you know, you, you've still got to pay all the engineers who are sitting around twiddling their thumbs because they've done their part waiting for this other guy, right? Mm -hmm. Um so the the cost which probably it, costs so much more money. Because oh, it does. It, it it absolutely is is why the cost overruns are so huge. The benefit of SpaceX is you've got a single company, so there's they're not dependent on anyone else. They you know other than their their source materials that they're getting. Yeah. You know they're building it all themselves, and their philosophy is all right. Let's come up with a basic design, build the thing, and if it blows up, we'll see what went wrong and fix that. Yeah. You know, and that's what they do. And and they just they build these things for cheap. They they build it to the minimum level. And that's what I say. That's how the Soviets used to do it. They figured out, OK, what's the minimum we need to get this done? And they do that. They build it. They try to launch it. It blows up. They say, all right, so we see what happened here. We got to fix that part and make that part better. Mm -hmm. All right, let's do it again. Build it. Blow. And they're doing it for so much cheaper, even though they're just like, you know, blowing up test after test after test yeah, and but those blow-ups don't include people inside of them. no 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 and and they're learning things every time and that's why you know they keep you know like getting to this point they blew up four other prototypes yeah just like they exploded you yeah. know and they would go and interview Elon Musk. He said, no, that's what totally expected. I mean, that's how we do the process. We build them, see if they work. And most of the time we know they're not going to work for a few iterations until we get it all pinned down. And so that's why they can, you know, uh, do so much better uh, than NASA is because they just go out and do it, figure out what the problems are and fix them. NASA tries to eliminate any potential problem before they even build the first prototype and they still eventually might miss something and they're using there's so many fingers in the pie that it's way more expensive and takes a lot more time. Yeah. So, well, and again that's the it's the problem with big government in oh, and yeah. of itself. Also, and I think that actually that problem has more to do with the cronyism that hap that is inherent within the, the the political system that we have in America right now, because oh. you have to eat, you know every congressman wants to have their part exactly. built in their area, right? So you have to piecemeal it out everywhere. That's exactly true, and that's and that really is you know it's it, the, well, and that's why corporatism NASA, is is the true evil. That's why NASA itself has facilities in like eighteen different states. Yeah, you know, and that's why they sub it out to. You know, because you've got the congressman in, you know, Ohio saying, hey, I'll only sign onto this bill if you build one of those plants we, in my neighborhood. If we guarantee that, you know, the, the, the whatever are going to be built at this yeah. plant in Columbus. Yeah, the D ring. Know? Yeah, and it's going to be, you know, 500 jobs, 1,000 jobs or whatever. Yeah. So that's, and that's really how it works. And with SpaceX, it's just like, no, nah, we're just going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing: Do you want to do you want to accomplish the mission or not? You know, do you want to get it done or do you want to just? And again, they, that's why our elected officials don't give up. Really, don't give a shit about getting it done. They just want to see how much money they can make off of it and how much they can profit off of it. Right, right. And they they want to make sure that they 
it gets them reelected. Yeah. Who's the altruistic ones now, really? Like, yeah. Like, that's the funny thing. Like, you, well, you always look at the government people being, oh, they're so, you know, we're providing a service for people. I would argue that Elon Musk is doing way more for people than any politician is doing for people. Well, you know, that's the whole, um, you know, kind of the the concept behind objectivism and capitalism and all that. It's like, you know, here's basically one guy being selfish because he wants to do something that ends up being far more effective and far more beneficial to the world than government who is supposedly altruistic and is doing it to help a bunch of people. But, you know, in, in the long run, you have to remember that we haven't been back to the moon in almost 50 years. Mm-hmm. You know, and basically nasa was at the point where uh they're like yeah well we don't know if we can do it it's going to cost so much it's going to it's going to be such a huge undertaking and then along comes a guy and says yeah well i can do it uh, get you there in four years and it'll yeah. cost you it'll cost you like one one hundredth of what you were planning to spend on it yeah you know I, th- that's the difference yeah so when people say you know it, it, guys like elon musk are selfish yeah they are but that's not necessarily a bad thing well, and in all reality, he's he's not, but he's not selfish. Well, though. he he is in the fact that he is driven by his own motivations. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, he's driven uh, by the motivation to do something that you know is maybe he's driven by ego. Maybe he's he's he doesn't seem to be ironically he doesn't seem to be that driven by uh, money. You know what I'm saying? I, I think he he views money as a resource in order he, to get something. Yeah, done. it's a tool to accomplish a goal. You know, I think his goal is really a a much more far reaching goal of it's a very humanitarian goal. His goal is the perpetuation of the race, of the human species. species. Yeah, exactly. So that is his goal. Right. It's his stated goal. Like his goal is to to make sure that humanity exists. You just said something right there that I want to you, you corrected yourself. You said the continuation of the race. Which, when did we stop using the term human race? But we're really a species, though, aren't we? It depends on how you look at things. You know what I'm saying? I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess, I, it just... It human just, race is, is definitely... It just occurred to me that that phrase has kind of drifted away from the lexicon because of the word race. But it, it, there was a time where we would use race to mean literally all humans. Just think about that yeah, for a second. Yeah, we used to, the human race. We used to say it all the time, and now it sounds weird to say it because now, again, we drifted completely off topic. But that just that really yeah I got struck you. a no, chord. I hear what, no, no, I know, yeah. I know what you're saying though. I think I will use the I'll use human race when I see the say the word human in front of it though. Like, but I you, but you said I wouldn't it, call us as a you, race. Though. You said human and started to say race, and you corrected yourself and said species. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's know? true. No, no, that's true. That's yeah. true. That's true. So, I, and I, 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 and I totally understand why you did it. You know, and I would probably if I said it now too in that context, I would probably second guess yeah. myself as well. And it's just that's a sad little punctuation mark on uh, on where yeah, we are yeah, today. Yeah. Well. Okay. Okay. Let's let's now that we've talked about some of the smartest people in all of in all of Earth, <laughs> right. let's now move our story to the dumbest people on the face of the Earth. Now I don't know where you're going with this, but it could be a whole lot of people at this point in time. Yeah. Oh no, no. Here's the thing. It could you be just about just anyone. Pick and choose at this yeah, point. Right. Can't you just pick and choose what you're going to go with? Here? I, yeah. Again, I don't know which direction you're going. You know what? Let's go Biden first, because you okay. know what, man, you might as well just go Biden first. Yeah. Yeah. He is. Um, yeah, he's a uh, play it. Stu- no, just play it. Stupid is as stupid does, man. Here's the thing. Biden, Biden was a gaff machine before he came a senile old man. <laughs> right now, Biden is even worse. And the other thing about it is, again, let's play the clip first and then we can go there. Oh, nice. What do you, oh, you got some rock and roll playing or was, something? That was, that was still the intro playing in the background. I had <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right so here's Joe Biden on an interview. And this isn't the only time he did this, by the way. He's done it multiple times. But you're going to hear Biden in his you know basement or whatever looking old. He's doing, he, yeah, he's, he's doing a podcast. Yeah, here, he's doing so. a podcast. All right. You're going to re-engage with Cuba, though. I mean, I'm I'm specifically wondering about you know the Florida yes. communities that They're are talking in, in, on immigration. You know, yes. incredibly interested in in the Cuba issue um, and see yes. uh, status given to Venezuelans while Cubans are being deported. The answer so are, is yes. I'm going to engage. Yes, 
Yes, and by the way, what you all know, but most people don't know, unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community with incredibly different attitudes about different things. You okay, so by, by, uh, by um, logical conclusion there, he's saying the African community, African-American community, is not diverse without different opinions on different things. Well, okay, now, okay, hold on. Now, again, he, he, he's, he said this in this interview, right. but it, in the past couple of days, he said this four or five times. Oh, did he really? In four or five different, in four or five so, different areas. So this is like a talking point for him. Yes, yes, it was. How are his handlers not telling him to shut the fuck up and stop saying that? Do they need to? Hold on. They don't really need to because here's the thing. He's not going to get called out for it anyway other oh, than on the other side. No, no, no. He's being called out uh, in the media for it. Not very much. Uh, hang on a sec. You keep talking. I'm, I'm All right. So at any rate, but go with this with the interview that he said where if somebody said, well, if they're not voting for Joe Biden, they ain't black. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, again, you know what I find to be funny is that right now, this it looks like that Joe Biden is going to get 80% of the black vote. And if you want my opinion on the matter is that between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, Joe Biden is actually the racist. Yeah, I, I would say that. I mean, he don't definitely. I don't think they should necessarily vote for Trump either. But I'm just saying is that Trump is way too of much of a narcissistic asshole to actually be as racist as Joe Biden is. Well, yeah, it, it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't think Trump is. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Trump he cares way too much he, about himself. Exactly. It's it's almost impossible because everyone else is just you know inferior. He, he looks to him. down on everybody. Yeah. But Biden and by the way, yeah, ABC News, NPR, uh, Politico, a bunch of uh, Associated Press. Yeah, everybody. See, even CNN is going after him for that. So well, what are they saying though? Um, let's see, uh, ABC after Joe Biden's comments on diversity in black community, some worry blunders could impact support. Um, yeah, but they're worried, Biden they're worried backtracks. about <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Let's see what CNN says. Uh, Biden seeks to clarify comments that Latino community is diverse, unlike African-American communities. Again, so they're making excuses yeah, for they're giving. Yeah, they're, they're right. They're giving him the benefit of the doubt. They're, they're, they're giving they're him like, a pass. They're giving him a cover. Yeah. Like the thing is this. You you would think that Donald Trump has pictures of himself wearing a KKK hood and that Joe Biden, who's worked with Klansmen in the past. Right. Somehow he's just trying to clarify his comments. Right. Again, Joe Biden is really racist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. If you listen to some of his comments from the 90s, it's like, oof. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> that, that was yeah. back when the Democrats were allowed to be racist. Exactly. That is true. It's totally true. Yeah, I can't understand why anybody I can't even understand why any black person would vote for Joe Biden. Like, I can't figure it out. Like, you are not. Well, paying attention I, you to want to know why? Because hang on a second, him. because everybody on the planet knows that Joe Biden is barely going to make it to the election. And if he makes it to the inauguration, he's got maybe a few months of being president. Um, the 25th Amendment is going to kick in. He's either going to die or go so completely senile that, you know, they have to take him out of office. And a black woman is going to be the next president. Um, so that's Bam. why, I, honestly, that's why um, he's still got so much uh, Democrat uh, support. I just hope, I just hope, because the, the VP pick in this race is going to be so important. I just hope that the Democratic Party and Joe Biden finally settle on the right black woman as... Um, as a VP pick. And I think there's only one choice. One choice. Wanda Sykes. <laughs> Gotta be Wanda Sykes, man. Wanda Sykes. Huh? You know what? I, if, if Joe Biden picks Wanda Sykes as his VP pick, I, I, might, actually, I, I might actually go vote. I, I might actually break my anarchist principles and go vote. And go vote. I would vote for Joe Biden if he picked Wanda Sykes. Do you Sykes. know who he really should pick, by the way? Who? Oprah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not voting for him. I don't care who he picks as his VP pick. Well, Minus Tulsi Gabbard. Well, yeah. I, 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 I'm not voting it, for Hang Joe on. Biden. If he picks Oprah, though, does everybody get a car? Yeah. Okay, then I'm voting for him. You're definitely... Everybody yeah. get a car. If, if, if everybody gets a car, yeah. You get a car, and you get a car, and you get a car. Yeah. I'm, I'm voting for Biden. Yeah. Yeah. Because I am just all into the government cheese these days. You would love that government I cheese. I love government love cheese, it. man. Love it. Love Keep it. it coming. How do I how do I sign up for welfare, man? <laughs> All right. So now that we've talked about the idiot known as Joe Biden, 
and the moron that he is, right. and the racist that he is, by the way. Right. Let's now talk about the Constitution violating Donald freaking Trump. Okay. So Donald Trump has now issued an executive order from a guy who was supposedly against executive orders, seems to sure write a whole lot of them, now pulling a China move and now trying to ban apps from, from Americans to be allowed to use. You know, <laughs> here's the thing about TikTok. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. This is 100%. I don't use TikTok for that reason. What, TikTok is is absolutely has uh, connections to the Chinese government, as do pretty much any... Con- <laughs> Look, China is still a communist country. Therefore, any Chinese company has ties to the Chinese communist government. Mm-hmm. Period. End of story. They are in bed with the party. They have to be, or they wouldn't be running a company. Mm-hmm. They'd probably be shot and in a ditch. Um, so, absolutely, TikTok is Chinese spyware. So, Trump is not wrong about that. Um, however, if you support Trump on this, basically, you are supporting, by definition, communism or at least fascism. Because you have government control of private companies. Because when Trump says Microsoft has to give us a cut. (laughs) Yeah. Why? It's like, wait a second. Just the concept there. I mean, he's not saying that, you know, okay, well, if Microsoft buys this company, the, the, you know, the, the um, treasury will make more money based on the additional taxes for the additional additional revenue. Right. You know, no, he's not saying that he's like, Hey buddy, finder's fee. Yeah. I guess (laughs) he's like, cut me in. That's like, it's a kickback. He's literally asking for a kickback. Yes, he is. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't, this man cannot distinguish in any way, shape or form. The difference between being president of the United States and a real estate deal. Yeah. You know, he's like in it for his commission. <laughs> yeah. He, he wants a finder's fee. <laughs> it's bullshit. It's, Here's the thing. It's illegal, man. I agree that, that TikTok is definitely, is, is the, the Chinese is using TikTok to spy oh, totally. on people. Yeah. Just like the American government is with Facebook and Twitter and everything, everything. else that you're actually using on the internet. Right. Like if this is the standard that we're going to start using because you don't want governments to look at shit, then maybe you need to look at, I don't know, maybe it's just me, a fucking mirror and realize they're doing the exact same thing to the American people. Right. And the response is to act like the Chinese communists that we're not going to let you guys use TikTok. And again, I don't use TikTok. I'll never put that app on my fucking phone. I would never, ever, ever do it. But they can't. You don't have the right. You don't, they have, don't the have the authority, authority to ban it. You fucking asshole. Right. You narcissistic, constitutionally violating fuckhead. You can't do it. Well, that's the first part I didn't even get to. Is yeah, the first executive order is that he well, his executive order is that he's outlawing TikTok in forty five days. In forty five days. So his solution was essentially telling Microsoft they have to buy it and give the U.S. government a cut. Well, no, no, there's another one. WeChat is the other one. They're doing right. it too. WeChat's actually much more of a, a, a much more important one for the Chinese people right? than TikTok is. TikTok's more of an American one. The WeChat one is, is like, there's money involved with that one. People communicate, like people in China and America who are related, you know, Chinese people that come to America, communicate using this app right. to their people back home. They're not going to be able to do that now. They send money to their people back home. They're not going to be able to do that now. Right. Again, you're punishing the people of China. You're not punishing the Chinese communist government. They're perfectly fine with restrictions on the internet, you dumbasses. Again, it just goes to show you that Trump is either too fucking stupid to know what he's doing. Yeah. Or he doesn't give a shit. Well, it's both. It's probably both. Yeah, he's he's a fucking idiot and he doesn't give a shit. And you're just not allowed to do this, man. No, that, you That's know, the thing. You're not allowed to do it. Hang on a second. That hasn't mattered for so long. You're right. I it mean, hasn't. But it's still... It, here's the thing. You should still say it. Yeah. You're right. They've been... Vi- here's the thing. They've been violating the Constitution. There is no Constitution, lo- man. Yeah, there's there, there's nothing, no Constitution. No, no. But the thing about it is this. He's not allowed to do this, and you need to say it. Right. And it needs to be said over and over again. Because None of those Trump supporters will, though. No, 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 they won't. And if Obama was doing it, then they'd be all fucking kinds of oh, pissed off. yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, they'd be marching in the streets if Obama was doing this. Yeah. You know? And that's the that's the disgusting part. You know? It is. And, and by the same token, every liberal who's calling out Trump for doing this, if Obama had done the exact same thing, they'd be cheering it. it you know? Oh, you know, no, you're absolutely right. It, it, it just, it's so disgusting. You people are all so disgusting. Well, probably not you people listening to this show, but all you other people out there that aren't listening because <laughs> you would never listen to our show, you're disgusting. I think the part that annoys me is we really, at the end of the day, whether Trump wins or whether Biden wins, we deserve it. That's irrelevant, too, because history has shown us that pretty much the same thing is going to happen anyway. It's not much different. Yeah. You know, there's there's no other than window dressing and presentation. There is no tangible difference between either of them. You know, there's just not. Can you think of something? What the would, way in which they tax people is different, but the spending is the spending is going to still the, the changes is in the look. I'm you, in the peripherals. Look, I've been taxed under a whole lot of different presidents, and the the difference in the taxation has been, you know, it's really been around the fringes. Everybody acts like there's, oh yeah, the taxes are so much. No, they're not. They're not. It hasn't been that big a difference for most people. And that's really the honest answer. They make a huge deal about the taxes. And I can tell you, under a Democrat, under a, a Republican, taxes, you know, plus or minus 5%. Mm. It, it's, that's what I'm saying. It's not a meaningful difference. And when I say 5%, plus or minus 5% in the amount I pay. Yeah. You know, not even like an extra 5% of my income. It's that's what the differences are. Yeah. So it, that even that is not it, it's mostly smoke and mirrors. Look, it's, here's the thing. It, it's not enough it's to dying care by a knife or dying by a gun. Yeah. Yeah, that, or, or that's, that's really what it is. That's like that's why like when we're looking at like who you're going to vote like who people are voting for in this election. I I'm like I'm not even placing a judgment on it this time. Like, normally I would be like, you got to vote for Libertarian, and that's just the way it is, right? Vote Libertarian. I don't care who you vote for. I, yeah, I don't, I don't care, care if you, I don't care if you vote. Right. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to vote for Libertarian. But you know what? She ain't freaking, she ain't doing, she ain't, you know, blowing my skirt up either. Well, I, I saw someone post uh, something on Facebook the other day that I thought was really funny. They they posted the fact that they would, if if they had to crawl through a, active land uh, a field of landmines to get to the polling booth they're still going to vote for donald trump you know so i i said no, uh, wait till 2024 for that because that'll probably be a thing well you know i i said i do have a few landmines in my garage what's your precinct number <laughs> i can make that happen <laughs> but you know that's the point is everyone is is so worked up about this election like they always get worked up for every election it's like what's the difference Nobody on policy can point out any difference, you know. It's all personality what, driven. What, so, so hang on a second. So we're not going to build the wall that we're already not building. Yeah. Okay. We're going to keep deporting illegals like we did. We're going to get to the levels we did under Obama. Yeah. You know, what I mean, it's like there's like, hold on. We're going to spend trillions of dollars as opposed to trillions of dollars. Right. Healthcare uh, insurance is still going to be completely unaffordable. Yeah, I mean, you know, and what? our civil liberties will continue to be right. On. Exactly. What I, I there's not can can someone point to me with a meaningful policy, you know, other than just the window. Dr and if you say abortion, <laughs> you're a fucking idiot, because that whole abortion thing pretty much been settled for 50 years. It ain't changing. Never, no. never going to happen. It's done, you know. Um, so that's well, and none of these problems are getting solved anyway by any of them. It, <laughs> right. It, look at look at what happened with the um, uh, with the spending with the with the, the the new coronavirus package. Right. Again, now Trump wants to do executive orders and all this stuff. Uh, hold on. What Trump wants to do is to stop people from being evicted for not paying their rent. Right. Because the government shut down the economy to where they can't make money. Right. And then he wants to make sure that they keep getting the six hundred dollars a week. Right. In payment. And he wants to do it all via executive order. Well, no, no, order. no. He wants to do it via executive order. 
Um, he just doesn't want the Democrats in Congress to get any credit for it. That's why they're fighting in Congress. Well, no, no, but the but the people in Congress want three trillion dollars. They won't, and because they, they want all this other stuff, and they won't sign on to that stuff until the until they sign on all the other stuff. Right. And now nobody's getting nothing done, and nobody's getting any checks, and there's no bonus check coming. I mean, they're going to get it done. You know what I mean? They just want it. They want to make the American oh, yeah, people it's, feel it's more all pain. theater. Yeah. Oh, it's all kabuki theater. Yeah, it totally is. Just so. Well, and the bottom line is, and the reality of it is the bottom line is they're arguing over whether they're going to go into debt and have deficit spending twice as much as ever has happened in history or three times as much as ever has happened in history. That's I'm not joking. That's not an exaggeration. So if you're in the mindset that, well, you know, Republicans are for fiscal conservatism. Okay. The range we're talking about is whether the size of government debt triples in a month or doubles in a month. Yeah. Okay. There's no one even talking about balancing. I mean, that's just out of the. And the whole reason it happened is because of. Republicans and Democrats getting together to decide that we had to shut down the country. And the only argument there is how long we should wait to reopen. Yeah. So it's like, really, these are the differences that we're, we're like fighting and hating each other over. Mm -hmm. The only thing that we have left to do as a country is to fucking embrace the suck and watch the Titanic go down. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's done. There's nothing left. These people have gone completely out of their fucking minds. Cuckoo for Cocoa there's, Puffs. There's no heroes out there. The only one that has even a remote chance of, you know, uh, reversing the trend slightly is a really nice lady who's going to get 1% of the national vote. It's like, you know, there's there's just there's no possibility of any good outcome with the federal government for at least the rest of my lifetime. Yeah, because here's the thing. One side has a senile old man. The other one has a senile old man who is, again, you, you, you can... And both sides have the exact same objectives. And that's really the bottom line. And it has nothing to do with any specific policy. It has to do with enriching themselves, enriching their friends. And that's it. Yeah. And maintaining power. Yeah. That's all it boils down to. And, and speaking of that, by the way, speaking of that, enriching your friends and maintaining power. There's a lot of people that are upset about this NRA lawsuit. Have you heard about the NRA lawsuit? No. Okay. Enlighten me. There is a fraud investigation for New York's attorney general that is actually seeking the dissolution of the NRA. Okay. To get rid of it. They want to dissolve it. Okay. They want to dissolve it. Now, here's the thing. I would imagine that the person that put this suit forward is definitely against the Second Amendment and is probably against the NRA. Right. I would assume so. Because of that. Right. However, they're not making an ideological argument against the NRA. They're exposing the massive amount of fraud right. and abuse that's been going on by the leadership of the NRA. Oh, yeah. It's horrible. The NRA has, maybe not never, but for a long time, the NRA has not been a pro-gun rights organization. No. in, in my- They have been a limited gun control organization. Yes, yes. In, in my entire political career, my experience with the NRA is they do not support the Second Amendment. They essentially um, want to ensure that the gun control laws benefit their organization. Yeah. Uh, that, and really, that's that's what it boils down to. They are not, not what I would remotely call a organization that defends the Second Amendment. And look, and here's the thing, too. They are always viewed like they... they they would like to demonize the NRA because they're like, they're the most powerful lobbying group ever. They are pretty powerful. Well, they were. They've, no, no. they've declined. Do you know what? No, no, no. But do you know what's powerful? Hmm. The Second Amendment and the people that support it are powerful. Right, right. The NRA just happens to be the front person in that in that fight. But the NRA, without those people, it doesn't matter. Like those other lobbying, you know, the other lobbying groups out there are greasing the wheels with money and things like that. The NRA doesn't really grease the wheels of money. The NRA has people that support the Second Amendment where they put out an action alert on something that those people call up. Right. That's what it is. Well, and they and they also uh, can prop up candidates uh, who can challenge 
uh, people in office that they don't like. Mm. Yeah. All right. So li- listen to this, though. Attorney General uh, Leticia James claims in a lawsuit filed Thursday that she found financial misconduct in the millions of dollars and that it contributed to a loss of more than $64 million over a three-year period. The suit alleges that top NRA executives misused charitable funds for personal gain, awarded contracts to friends and family members, and provided contracts to former employees to ensure loyalty. Here's the thing. They, if they did half the shit that they're accused of doing, you shouldn't be mad at Letitia James for bringing the lawsuit forward. Right. You should be mad at James LaPierre because he's Wayne. a... F- Wayne LaPierre. Because he's a fucking scumbag who used something as important as the Second Amendment to grease the wheels of his family and his friends and stole money from you, the good paying people that voluntarily gave your money to that organization because you thought you were doing it in order to defend the Second Amendment when in all reality, that organization gives zero fucks about right. the Second Amendment. That's true. I hope she wins I and care. I hope they dissolve the NRA. You know why? Because they don't deserve to exist. That's true. And you'll have so many gun rights advocates defending them, even though they shouldn't be. I mean, we we saw firsthand how the NRA in Florida operates. Oh, yeah. And and they, they are not proponents of the Second Amendment. The reason that Florida is not an open carry state is the NRA. Yes. That is 100% truth because back in the 90s when they wanted concealed carry their trade-off to get that was elimination of open carry Mm -hmm. and the reason that they wanted concealed carry is because the deal they cut that anyone who goes through a course to get the concealed carry has to be nra registered and they get fees for that Mm -hmm. so essentially the reason that you cannot openly carry a firearm in florida is because the nra had a back room deal to make a shit ton of money And that is the God's honest truth. And that is why, you know, I can say with 100% confidence that the NRA is a bad organization. Marion Hammer, the head of the NRA in Florida for decades, you know, she is not a good person. She has caused, she has restricted more gun rights than probably any legislature in the state house or state senate. Oh, and she's she's po- responsible. She was for politically far more. feared for a long time. Oh yeah, uh, the shine's come off the ball on that one a lot. Thank God. Oh yeah. Oh, I remember. When I, I remember when I got a call from Marion Hammer yelling at me. Right. You know yeah. how dare you go up there and support the Second Amendment? Basically. Yeah. Right. That's really what it was. That's what the phone call was all. It about. It was over open carry, right? Yeah. The open carry bill. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. See, that's prime example. When we were supporting open carry. She was fighting you because, you know, she didn't want open carry because open How carry. How dare anybody else do anything about the Second Amendment in Florida? <laughs> Is that what That's she said That's basically to you? what she said, yeah. yeah. I mean, again, that wasn't the exact words, but it's damn close to the exact words. Right. Hold on, though. So I want to I wanna read the NRA's. They had a statement that come out as well, which, again... What pisses me off here is that how about you acknowledge what your people have done? Like, you should be mad at these people more than we're mad at them. Right. The NRA said in a statement that the legal action was political, calling it a baseless, premeditated attack on our organization and the Second Amendment freedoms it fights to defend. We will not um, we will we not only will not shrink from this fight, we will confront it and prevail. Well, it may have actually been politically motivated. I mean, there's there's probably no doubt about that, but that doesn't mean it's false. It doesn't mean it's wrong. Yeah. I mean, I, I am. I am confident. I don't know the details of this particular suit, but I am confident that the NRA engaged in fraud and, um, you know, insider dirty dealings and, you know, paying people off. There's no doubt about that. So, you know, if the corruption catches up with them, so be it. Yeah, because these are these are allegations against Wayne LaPierre. So LaPierre, who serves as the CEO, has held the top position. position Forever. at the organization for nearly 30 years yeah in the attorney general's lawsuit he's accused of using charitable funds for personal gain including post-employment contract valued at more than 17 million dollars <laughs> that was not approved by the nra's board of directors right well there Look, you go here's the thing he's taking 17 million dollars of your money that you've given to the nra as a post-employment contract a pension basically yeah yeah off of your money. He's, he's paying himself a $17 million pension without approval with your money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go, folks. That ought to do it. Like, it. The money that we need to fight for the Second Amendment in Washington and in state houses around the country is being stolen 
by this fucking scumbag. Well, and even when they use the money, they're usually fighting for the they're on the half the time they're on the wrong side. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're not fighting for gun rights. They're fighting for gun control laws that benefit them. It's just, you know, the thing is, is that's nobody ever looks past the symbolism. And that's why Trump is so popular. And that's why Biden is so popular. And that's why the NRA is so popular is because they don't look to the real heart of the matter. They don't get to the core of the truth of what it really is and who those people really are. And if they did, in most cases, they'd probably say, you know what? Probably better off just being an anarchist. Yeah. Or it would be better joining GOA or some other gun rights group. Gun Owners of America is a good organization. It's a a real nonprofit. Or some local group or something. Right. Exactly. Don't get me wrong, man. Any organization that once it gets to a certain point, you have to change. You have to constantly be changing the leadership on these things. Yeah. Because everybody gets entrenched. And whenever they get entrenched. It, it, it becomes more about that than it does the mission. Yeah, you yeah, yeah you end up losing you end up losing sight at, at to the goal. At the Maybe end of the that's day. it. Maybe any time that you have a uh, the, the the as soon as the cult of personality begins, as soon as the demagoguery pe- begins, that's when it all falls apart. As soon as you think you're more important than the than the mission. Yeah, yeah, and that's what it is, and that's definitely where we are in politics. It's also why libertarians aren't going to win at the end of the day. Why do you think? Because of that. Look, true libertarians don't want to be in power over other people. Like, you don't really, want to be in that, power over other that people. That is the ultimate, you know, uh, disconnect with libertarianism. Yeah. You know, because that, that, the, the slogan. The greatest is, feature is also the greatest weakness as to why they will never, why we'll right. never gain power. We want to take over the world to leave you alone. Yeah, but we don't <laughs> want to take over the world. Like, ah, it's, uh, right. <laughs> why are we going to do something like that? Exactly. And if you spend too much time up there, you can, you end up, you end up starting to change. Right. Hey, look, don't get me wrong. Look, for when I was going to Tallahassee, after a couple years into it, I would start trying to excuse things. I know. I, I would start going, well, you know, we're trying to get this done. We're trying to get this done. We had some serious arguments over oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I mean, I, I, for a while, I felt like you're Jiminy Cricket. Mm. You know? Yeah. But it's, it, you know, I, every, every, you had to, you have to, you have to pull the plug. Yeah. Thank God it, thank God it, the plug got pulled. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm actually, I'm more glad now than I was before. Right. You know, actually, it's funny because my name's going to be mentioned in an article uh, this weekend, or probably my article will be out on Monday about a state legislator, and I'm going to leave the name alone for now. Oh God, is it is this going to be a like a, a juicy one or? It's not salacious. It's not going to be salacious. It could have been salacious, but it wasn't salacious. It's just going to be that he, you know, he's no means by no means is he a constitutional conservative. Just, somebody's writing a hit piece on this guy, and they asked me for a quote because they they were looking for scorecards from. Uh, uh, from you know the last time Liberty First did a scorecard, right? And so I sent a scorecard over, and th- I hate this politician. Like I do not like this person. Oh, at okay. All. All right. As a matter of fact, I think that they're racist. Like I actually think this person is racist. I don't like this person at all. And so I, part of me was glad to give the quote, but I almost didn't give the quote because I'm like I'm trying to get out of this. So See, why now would you're I even give now the you're quote? killing me that that you know we got to wait till we'll talk sec- about it next week. Okay. And to right. give you a good reason to tune in next all week, right. how about that? I, I guess I'll listen. Because by then, the article will be out. Right. Okay. So, all right. Fair enough. Hopefully, it'll be out by then. But um, so, you know, it's just back to the NRA thing. But yeah, let's get all the way back to the NRA thing. So, people are all upset about this lawsuit, about the dissolution of the NRA. I am not upset about this. No. I don't like the NRA. No, I'm, I'm totally fine with it. Again, I think it's great. I, I think they're getting what they deserve. They've been an establishment supporting group for a long time. They're they're one of the groups that keep bad politicians in power. Oh, without question. Yeah. Without question. Who don't actually really even support the Second Amendment, but because they get to use the NRA's badge, it's like a shield to protect them from actually being the yep. anti-gun people that they are. Yep. And the NRA in Florida, at least, refuses to rate libertarians. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they wouldn't give me or you a rating, even though we would have been no. a, as A plus as you can possibly get. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Oh, of course not. And they wouldn't do and they, Then they won't do it. No, no. So, you reach out to them. They say, no, we're not going to rank yeah. you. Yeah. That's why like, part of me actually had a little. And again, I shouldn't I shouldn't have that kind of joy. But when I was watching Marion Hammer get attacked in Florida. Yeah. I was not upset about that. No, no. She's not. Like, a good she person. deserved it. Yeah, she totally did. Yeah, totally did. So she's still, I mean, she's been. And the NRA deserves to go down. Yeah. Yeah, it, it truly does. Yeah. So, uh, because I don't think they were actually benefiting 
uh, gun rights in America at all. No. No. No, they still don't. No. I don't think they have for years. Yeah. Maybe there was a time, but it's it's if if it was. I think was, the NRA even supported the assault weapons ban. In the 90s? I don't know. 93? Sure, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. They probably compromised on it. You know? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't like them. I don't like them at no. all. No. I don't like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam. I am. <laughs> so now let's talk about this, though. Where do you want to go? Number three in the largest explosions in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Beirut, man. That was uh, absolutely uh, tragic. Uh, amazing footage. I'm sure by now everyone's seen the footage of the uh, <coughs> the mushroom cloud. Yeah, the explosion at the Beirut port. Um, first of all, let's uh, let's dispel a bunch of uh, conspiracy theories. No, it was not a nuclear device. All right. Period. End of story. Was not. Um, because a nuclear device uh, has a, a, a very particular. Um, uh, characteristic and it absolutely did not have that and that is the the blinding white flash if that was even a low yield tactical nuclear weapon like a a one or two kiloton uh nuclear uh, uh tactical nuke uh you would have had a lot of blind people in uh, in beirut right now no doubt about it yeah so it was not a nuclear device plus there would be nuclear radiation all over the place and even though radiation levels are elevated uh, around Beirut right now because of the explosion, that's because, uh, you know, it was ammonium nitrate and nitrates are radioactive, you know, uh, basically fertilizer. The fertilizer you put in your lawn is slightly radioactive, just like the granite countertop you have in your kitchen is slightly radioactive. There's a lot of normal things in a, any in everyday life that are radioactive. And when you distribute a whole lot of that material across a wide area, um, in this case, ammonium nitrate, it's going to be radioactive. Yeah. So you're going to have some slight elevation. So just the slight elevation of radioactivity does not mean a nuclear bomb because if it was a nuclear bomb, people would be dying right now of radiation poisoning. Mm -hmm. Okay. It, it, it's truly amazing to me that how, first of all, it's always amazing to me how many people are, are actually stupid. And there are a whole lot of stupid people out there. Um, but it's amazing to me that anyone who even lived through part of the Cold War does not understand all the reasons that this is clearly not a nuclear device. It's like, were you not paying attention during the, like, I don't know, the 50s through the 90s? You know what I'm saying? It's like, did, were you not listening in second grade during the duck, duck and cover drills? I mean, seriously. I mean, I have the benefit of, of having nuclear, chemical, and biological warfare training. I'm sure you... Did you get that in the yeah, Marine yeah. Corps? Yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. Um, but, you know, still, it's it's clearly this was not a nuclear device. The second... But I see a lot of people out there in the, you know, the conspiracy theory world. Flat Earth, you know, 9-11 was an inside job, and this was a nuclear warhead. Um, not. I mean, it, to put it into perspective, if you store a whole lot of ammonium nitrate which they said has been sitting there for six years, ammonium nitrate sitting at this warehouse on the port for six years unattended. The Oklahoma City bombing was an ammonium nitrate bomb. Okay? Mm -hmm. This stuff is crazy explosive. It's one of the most volatile uh, compounds that is readily available out there. So, yeah, it's, it's real clear that that, that much, uh, you know, six tons of... Um, Ammonium nitrate could clearly make an explosion, or it was even more of that. It was like uh, 6,000 tons or something. It was just an insane amount. 2,750 tons of ammonium nitrate. Okay, there you go. There you go. So uh, uh, 2.7 kilotons of ammonium nitrate, essentially. Um, so that would, yeah, that would make an insanely large explosion. Yeah. Um, the To put it in perspective... The Oklahoma City bombing that brought down the FBI building in Oklahoma City, which was a large, you know, like 15, 20 story building, mm -hmm. um, was a uh, a U-Haul truck full of ammonium nitrate and diesel fuel. Yeah, but that was like. And that completely destroyed a building. Yeah. Now, imagine 2,700 tons of that sitting in a giant warehouse. Yeah. 
how big an explosion that would be. And that's what you get. Yeah, and it ain't a secured warehouse like in a, in a, in a first world country. This is in freaking Lebanon. Right, right. <laughs> Not exactly the most secure place in the world. Well, you know, I, I think Lebanon is uh, probably a, a lot more advanced and westernized and modern than, than we Americans well, probably give it credit for. Not anymore. <laughs> well, definitely not the downtown area, I but mean, it, it, it's a real tragedy. Um, but the other conspiracy theory I hear is um, that uh, Israel did it. Because oh, come on. Technically, Israel and Lebanon are still at war, but they've been in a ceasefire for like 15 years. Yep. Oh, so they're picking this time to just blow up Lebanon? Right, exactly. And what would be the point of this? It's like, I mean, think, because people are saying it's a missile. Uh, God, I even saw one person literally put out a photograph of a bird. Clearly, a bird of play uh, flying away before the uh, the <laughs> the second explosion, the large one, and said, circled it and said, missile. <laughs> I'm thinking hawk, <laughs> not a hawk missile either, just a damn hawk. But you know, why would Israel do that? What would be the point? Israel does it, and the the what's the upside for them? That potentially they get accused of doing it and uh, that the entire world favors Lebanon and sends them all this humanitarian aid. I mean, because that's what is happening right now. The entire world is, you know, sympathizing and, and rushing to help Lebanon. Yeah. You know, so what benefit would it possibly be for Israel to hit them? Yeah, it I mean, can you think of any reason that that would make sense? No. Place is a shithole as it was. Right. Yeah. Like they, they've had, they're having problems anyway. They right. didn't need, they didn't need more problems with this. Yeah. And it's not like, it's just, it's dumb as shit. I, I, and again, I don't think, uh, I don't, luckily I don't see many of these online anymore because honestly I will block people. You know, honestly, I keep a lot of them unblocked just for content purposes mm. <laughs> so that I can know what the crazy people are thinking. Yeah. You know? But yeah, it's uh, it it is it is tragic, and I I you know I hope the people of Lebanon or I thought you know, more recover. people would be dead though. Well, it was a port, so it, it's only like 150 people have died so far. Yeah, is what they think has yeah, but the, like 5,000 have been injured. Well, most of the injuries were from flying glass because it blew out the glass everywhere, everywhere for, for like you know a couple of miles. Yeah. Um. So that, most of the injuries were those superficial type of injuries. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure the people that dead were the ones, you know, working at or near the port. Yeah. You know, because uh, think about it, the, the port area, you're, you don't have any residential structures there. You really That's don't true. have any commercial structures there. It's pretty much just the port employees that are going to be there. Yeah. You know, true. so there's, there's not it, it population wise. It's not very dense in that regard. It's more dense in material. So, you know, for all of the places for it to happen, that's the best place for it to happen. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, one of the things to keep in mind is that sort of thing is, even though we, I'm sure we take much better safety precautions, that sort of thing could easily happen at the Port of Tampa. Why? Would you store a lot of ammonium think, nitrate there? Think of all the, well, uh, various uh, different... I mean, that is a common material, surprisingly Yeah, yeah and various different phosphates. I mean, because we basically, this area here, Central Florida, produces a lot of the world's fertilizer, essentially. And so I'm sure that there are very volatile, um, you know, uh, compounds being stored at uh, the Port of Tampa, for example. Yeah. So plausibly, something similar could happen. But I'm sure that our safety precautions are, are you know, probably better than uh, than what was going on in Beirut. For now. Yeah. Because they, they said that ammonium nitrate was sitting there for years and basically un, yeah, like unclaimed. Six yeah. yeah. So well, no, no. What happened was there was a ship that was going by, right? Um, the, uh, uh, it, was, it was from Russia, I think it was, going to like Nairobi or something like that. Right. And they got, and they basically impounded it over some, for some reason. I don't remember exactly what the reason was. But they took it off of that ship and left it there for like six years. But, and because that government. So government piracy is responsible for it. Basically, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it. Yeah. Like, why why bring right. the substance there? Why not take it home? Yeah. Again, because it, it's good for explosives, though. And I'm sure maybe Lebanon was thinking maybe they use it to blow up things that they wanted to blow up. I don't know. Maybe. Who I knows? Mean, but they weren't using it, obviously, because they kept all of it in the freaking warehouse. Actually, it could be a, a, a plot by the Russians. Maybe the Russians are responsible. <laughs> I mean, it was their ammonium nitrate. <laughs> 
Weirdness, man. Weirdness. What are we going to talk about in the second hour? Um, oh, I, oh, yeah. Did you hear about DHS intercepting messages between the Portland protesters? Uh-huh. That's a little window into their capabilities that mm-hmm. I want to talk about in the second hour, exactly how they're doing that. We're going to talk about the police state stuff with uh, New York City now setting up checkpoints all around the city. Craziness. Craziness. YAL getting their uh, event in Dallas canceled a week before the actual event. But if you wanted to protest, though, you're free to do that. Yeah, you can protest, but you you can't have an event. Yeah, don't peacefully actually assemble and try to knock doors for liberty. Yeah, exactly. And if you'd like to hear the second hour, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. Sign up, be a patron, and we'll see you on the other side. <laughs>